0: Hi, friends. It's Laurie Nelson, your Women's Ministry Coordinator here at FaithBridge. Welcome back to the FaithBridge Women's Podcast. This summer, we're sharing our Jesus stories, that moment of salvation that changed everything. And we're also talking about what he's doing in our lives now. So today on the podcast, we have Connie Beaver. Hi, Connie. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad. Um, so I know you. Because our ministries work together mm-hmm. a lot, thank goodness. and um, But we also have another connection, one of my favorite humans on the planet. Oh, yes, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. My niece. You grew up dancing with mm-hmm. her, right? Yes,
1: yes. We danced together um, in a competitive team back okay. in the day.
0: All right. Very fun. She loved it. Yes. You're still dancing, right? I am. I still teach dance, and my daughter dances, so still okay. in the dance world, so she cannot help but dance. And um, she's also teaching dance. So that's fun. Um, so that's how I know you. We mm-hmm. have that back connection as mm-hmm. well. But how would other people here at Faith Bridge know you? Well,
1: I have been coming to Faith Bridge now, I think for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. So um, and I've served as a curious leader. I took girls from their sixth grade year all the way to graduating seniors. Mm-hmm. And now they are the age that I was when I started with them. Oh my gosh. Which makes me feel very
0: old. I, it does <laughs> that. It does that. But it's all so beautiful mm-hmm. that you've got to see so many life changes, so many spiritual changes. And so they much got growth
1: to see it in me because I was 24, newly yeah. married, and by the time we finished, I just had my second child, Evan. Mm-hmm. And now I actually get to work with one of my curious girls, Jamore, who oh is our gosh. Open Gates director.
0: I did not know that. Yes. yes. I knew that she was lovely. I had no mm-hmm. idea that part of her spiritual growth had to do with yeah. your influence. So, it's really that. cool. And now she teaches me as well. So. Isn't just, that how it works? Mm-hmm. We mentor and we disciple, but we learn right along with yeah. them. I love that. Um, so you are, what is your role? You're with Kids Ministry. What I is am. Your role? Um,
1: currently, I am the preschool director. So I oversee all of the ministry from the littlest babies mm-hmm. through five-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I've um, been on staff for eight years now. I started as a paid caregiver Mm -hmm. working with the kids and then moved into the preschool coordinator role overseeing the three through five-year-olds. And then I've also taught third and fourth grade coordinator for several years. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of been all over the place, which I have loved getting to see the different kids at the different ages Mm -hmm. and meeting all the families. And so, and then my husband and I also lead a grow group. So Um,
0: know several people through that as well. Okay. Also, other people who might not have kids in the kids ministry or in preschool, they might know you because we've had the privilege of hearing you teach us on Sunday mornings.
1: Yes, yes. That has definitely been an just interesting and amazing experience, Mm -hmm. something I never thought I would do, but just trying to be
0: open-handed with um, what God has for me. so I love it. Yeah, I think there are a lot of things we never imagined God would do in our lives mm-hmm. or ways he would use us. Mm-hmm. But when we're open to whatever he's doing and his prompting, gosh, it's beautiful. I used to say, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. It's such a mm-hmm. wild ride. Now, I don't like roller coasters, <laughs> so I'm not sure why that was the image that came to mind, but it felt like such a beautiful, wild ride. So I think that was it. Yeah. Maybe it was a little roller coaster, the <laughs> kind I like. <laughs> so, well, it's so good to have you here. Well, thank you for inviting me. And uh, this summer, we are talking about our Jesus stories, and by that, we mean that that moment, that time, that season in our lives where we trusted in Jesus for salvation, and that changed everything. So, I would love to hear your Jesus story. Yes. So I
1: grew up in church. I grew up knowing about Jesus and learning about Jesus from a young age. And I have always been a rule follower, Mm a little bit of a goody Mm two-shoes, if I'm being honest. And so I always did the right thing. I always, in my head, believed in Jesus and knew that he died for me and trusted in that. But then as I got older and got more into junior high and high school, I... And as I began to grow deeper in my faith, I realized, oh, this isn't just a head thing. I'm not just doing the right thing just to do the right thing because I need Jesus's approval. Mm -hmm. It's about a relationship. Mm. And so when I was 15, I was serving at our VBS, at Mm -hmm. our church, and um, was one of the helpers there, and they had this video that played, and it talked about salvation and accepting Christ in the ABC prayer, um, where you, A, admit that you are a sinner, B, believe in Jesus, and C, confess that He is your Lord. And I realized, I was like, you know what? I have never done that. Wow! And so I vividly remember going home and sitting on my daybed and praying and just praying that prayer. And I... Immediately could just feel something different and really understanding going forward, like, Jesus is now my priority. Like, everything I do in life is through that lens. Wow. That idea came that quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I know God was, already known he was doing it in me and he was moving in me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now knowing what I'm doing with kids ministry and VBS, I just kind of have to smile and laugh at God for how he was already... I mean, because in that moment, I I grew up wanting to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. I did know I wanted to work with kids. Never in my life did I dream that I would get to teach kids in ministry as my job. Mm -hmm. That was never anything that crossed my mind. And so um, to know, like, even as a 15-year-old, like, how God was moving in my heart through the kids and Mm -hmm. through VBS... And just that that kind of that moment of taking it from my head to my heart Mm -hmm. and not just doing the right thing because I don't want to get in trouble or I want to please God, but doing the right thing to grow closer to Him and be more like Him, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of where my last sermon about grace came from. You know, so it's obviously something He's been
0: working on in me for a long time. I love it. Okay, I got to go back to the ABCs. I've never (laughs) heard this one before, and I love it. Explain them again. A, admit that you are a sinner, Mm -hmm. that we mess up, that we can't
1: do it on our own, Mm -hmm. and that we need Jesus mm-hmm. be believe that he is the one who ha- came to save you and that by believing in him, it's he's the only way to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. I've there's been times in my life that I'm like, oh, surely God, surely this really good person who's just a really nice person. And I had um, someone tell me one time, well, Connie, if there was any other way, do you think God would have sent his son? Right. To die on the cross for right. us. And that's just stuck with me. Of, right. Yes, I believe this is. And then see, confess to to tell it. And then mm-hmm. the other fun part of my story is that I got baptized on my 16th birthday wow. by Dr. George Watson,
0: who <gasps> now oh, is on I staff
1: <laughs> here. And I get to work with as a colleague. It's taken me a while to actually call him by his first name. Uh-huh. but
0: That's so fun. So he is the one who... I mean, baptized you and and made that profession Mm -hmm. of your faith public. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, You know, what's interesting, one of the interesting things about your story is that you were actually doing ministry. You had known about Jesus, you had known, you know, been going to church for your whole life. Mm -hmm. Okay. And while you are in the midst of serving him, is when you realize you don't actually know him or have a relationship with him yet. Yeah. I think that there are lots of people like that in our world. Yeah, in in even at FaithBridge. Yeah, what would you say to someone who is actually serving in some capacity, whatever capacity, but recognizes I haven't done the ABCs either? What would you tell them?
1: I mean, and I've thought about this because I do know of several people very close to me in my life who I think if I ask them, hey, did Jesus die for you? They would say, yes. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that you have to know Jesus to go to heaven? Yes. But I know that they don't take it any further than that. Uh So the first thing I would say is, how does knowing Jesus make your life different? Okay. And does it? You know, because if you look at your life and you think, man, I don't know that knowing him would change anything I'm doing or or that kind of would maybe make me stop and think. And even now I ask myself all the time, what is God teaching me right Mm -hmm. now? And if I don't have an answer to that, that's kind of a check for myself Mm -hmm. and my heart of, okay, I need to get back to talking Mm -hmm. to him and and asking him, hey, God, what are you teaching me right Mm -hmm. now? And then just pray and, yeah, tell him who he is and confess that you're a sinner
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that you need him and ask for his forgiveness and to move in you.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. What if they find that embarrassing to realize that they've gone all this time and haven't, you know, I don't want to say checked it off the list, yeah. but it's a big fat check to check off your list to actually know and enter into a relationship with Jesus. Well, it's... <laughs>
1: You can't, um, how do I say it? Like, you can't go backwards. There's no way to, there's no day but today. I feel like I'm quoting a musical. I also uh-huh. love musicals. <laughs> you know, like, what's stopping you from doing it now? Because if you wait for five years from now, then it's that much later. My um Boyle's my great-grandmother on my mom's side, mm-hmm. accepted Christ at the age of 92. <gasps> it is never
0: too late. It's never too until late. Until it is.
1: And she was, she, she... Had three wishes before she died, and that was she wanted to become an American citizen, which she did love it. at 92. She was baptized at 92. And then she wanted to vote for president. She did not quite make it that far, wow. but it's never too late. And I know she's in heaven with Jesus. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's never too late to let Him work and move in your life.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, One of the things that you said reminds me of this passage, and I want to get it just right, Um, but it's in John 7, 37, Um, I'm going to pull it up here, of course it's going to take me all the way back, but John 7, 37 um, says, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up. And cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And I feel like that's those people who are doing all the right things like you were, maybe serving God at the church like Mm -hmm. you were, but are still thirsty. So if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow Rivers of living water. And I love that. Yes. Um, Because I do feel like if you've got rivers of living water flowing in you and through you, Mm -hmm. then your life probably should look different, like you said. And, yeah, if we're not seeing that living water aspect in our life, it, it should, like, clue us in. Maybe I don't have a relationship, or maybe I had one. Maybe I did ask Jesus, and I'm not letting him fill me up. Mm-hmm. Um, I love your story. But n- so kind of along with that, what does look different now? Having, I mean, you trusted in Christ. You were 15, mm-hmm. teenager. Yes. Good girl, but <laughs> now righteous girl. What has looked different in your life because of that decision that you made?
1: I think a lot of it's internal in my own heart and in my own mind okay. as, because God doesn't promise us life is going to be easy right? just because we know Him. He
0: really doesn't. But I was
1: able, and this is so, I mean, it sounds silly, but this is where I was in high school. Like I, like I said, I love musicals and I would be auditioning for musicals and want different roles and... So much of the time I used to put so much pressure on myself, but I remember after accepting Christ, knowing and trusting God, okay, God, I'm going to put in the work on my end. I'm going to practice and I'm going to do all the things, but I'm going to trust you that you have the right thing for me Hmm. and whatever role it is, if I get cast or if I don't get cast. And so it just brought like a peacefulness to my heart. That is good. And so that's that's just a distinct memory that I have from that time in high school. Mm-hmm. And, even, and even now, like as I'm going through life and dealing with things, um, I, I mean, my actions on the outside probably do look a lot different because he has worked inside my heart, mm-hmm. but that's the first place I think that the change happens mm-hmm. is inside of knowing him and trusting him, trusting his plan for my life trusting his plan for my family mm-hmm. and my job and this ministry and whatever. I know I can trust him and it's not on me.
0: Yeah. I love that. You know, the living waters in that passage is referring to the Holy Spirit. And I don't know how we get real peace mm-hmm. without the spirit of God working it in us. Yes. Providing it for us. Um, I, I can imagine that in, when you very first trusted Christ, if you were good, people probably recognized a, a lot more difference in me and what I did. <laughs> but for you, you were already, you know, doing good. You would have been a goody two shoes. Yeah. And now the bigger change was happening in your heart and in your mind. Um. And I just love that he started by giving you peace. I think that, Um. I know that, we can do all the right things and really expect that God is going to do what we want. Mm -hmm. And that isn't always the case. So when we have peace, when things don't turn out the way we expect, that's the Lord. Yes. That's not natural. Because you can only
1: hide things for so long. Right. I struggle with anger. Mm -hmm. If you can't tell from my two sermons (laughs) I've on. And so on the surface I can say, oh yes, but if I'm internally like Mm -hmm. raging I can only hold that in for so long right. and then it comes out on the people I care about. Mm-hmm. But if I'm trusting God and I let, and he like soothes my heart yeah. and gives me that peace,
0: then it's just, it's better everywhere. Changes so. everything. Mm-hmm. I yes. love that. Um, I feel like we already answered this question, but um, with the ABCs, mm-hmm. But today, yeah. if you were going to explain to someone how they could trust and put their faith in Jesus, what how would you say that today? There are women here listening to this podcast, so they aren't fifteen like right. you were. Although I got to tell you, the ABCs <laughs> no, and that's what, no matter it just what, what it made it made it so simple and easy. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to keep that one. But um, but anyway, so for women who might be listening, how would you explain? Um, how they could enter into a relationship with Jesus? I would just say find
1: a quiet spot Mm -hmm. where you can have focus Mm -hmm. on him and only him and get all the rest of the distractions away and just really talk to him and with your whole heart, trust in him. And I mean, I'll go back to my sermon on grace, like that you that we do mess up and we're going to mess up and we can't do it on our own Mm -hmm. and ask him for that gift of grace and that gift and that you believe in his son Jesus Mm -hmm. and ask him to move in you and to um, be with you and ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you up. I'm constantly have this mental image in my head, this mental picture of just pushing my own fleshly self, sinful self out mm-hmm. so that way I can be filled with the Holy Spirit because mm-hmm. I would much rather react and act and speak out of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. than my own
0: right. sinful self.
1: Yes, yes. So just asking God to be filled with Him and focused on Him and and admitting He is the most important thing in your life, mm-hmm. more important than your family, which mm-hmm. is, can be hard to say, but He is more important than your job, more important than your looks, more important than what people think about you. Mm -hmm. He is the most important thing. And just dedicate God the rest of my life, all the rest of my days, however long Mm -hmm. or short that might be, I'm going to follow you.
0: Okay. I love it. So really just getting away, focusing on him, and having a conversation Mm -hmm. with him. So whatever prompt thing that they have, whatever's going on with them, just saying, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I need you. Yes. And I believe in you. Yes. And he says that when we do that, when we confess with our mouth, he's going to answer. He's going to respond. Um, thanks for sharing your yes. story. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I do hope that women are encouraged just by the simplicity of the ABCs. I mean, even if there's anyone here who doesn't know Jesus, that's an easy way yeah. to put the pieces together and to trust. But for moms who have little ones mm-hmm. who have questions or even friends yes. who may not you know, be in the church, that's an easy way to communicate the gospel. Of Jesus. I love it. Well, Connie, thank you so much for sharing your story. I hope it encourages others as it encourages me. Me too. And we will be back next week with another story from another Faith Bridge woman.